Boker Tov, everyone. The centerpiece of uh, this week's Parsha, uh, naturally, is the discussion of the Big Day Kahuna, of the special garments that Aaron and his sons wore that became the garments that the Kohanim wore in the time of the Mishkon, and then later the first Beit HaMikdash and the second Beit HaMikdash. And as uh, we all know, uh, there were four basic garments that every Kohen wore, the mitznefes, the hat, the tonet, the uh, tunic, the trousers, and the belt. In addition, the Kohen Godel, these were called Big Day Lavan, white garments, because they were made from white linen. And uh, the uh, the belt itself was shotnays. We I discussed that with you this week. And then there were four Big Day Zahav, uh, golden garments, uh, that were worn by the Kohen Gadol. So that was the tzitz, uh, the plate on his forehead that said Kodesh La Hashem. There are different uh, uh, traditions as to how it was written. And then there was the uh, aphod, the full-length apron with shoulder straps, that uh, the Kohen Gadol wore, and then the Choshen, the breastplate, with the uh, with the precious stones, and the tribes of Israel, and the names inscribed upon them, inscribed upon them, and then finally there was the meal. There was this uh, type of an overcoat without uh, sleeves. And then the bottom, it had uh, bells and uh, pomegranate-shaped tufts of cloth. And the, sort of when the Koigoro walked, the bells sounded, Vinishma Kolo Bivoela Kodesh. So that when the Koigoro walked in the Beisamigdash, the bells uh, announced, so to speak, his arrival. We don't have the big day kahuna anymore, just as we don't have the Mishkan or the Beit HaMikdash. Yet uh, we have this detailed description from the Torah that we read every year, and therefore it has to have relevance and meaning to us. If the Parsha of Tetzaveh was only to tell us what was, that's not what the Torah is about. So there are moral lessons 
historic ideas, value systems that are symbolically represented by the garments that the Torah describes for us in detail in this week's Parsha. So uh, the garments of the Kohen Godot, the uh, tzitz, the golden plate that said Kodesh Lashem, so that's pretty much self-understood. It represents that the mind, the consciousness, the personality of every human being should be devoted to Hashem. Everyone according to their abilities and talents, knowledge and circumstances. But that we live a life that is dedicated to our Creator. To bring honor, so to speak, to Him. That's what we call Kiddush Hashem. We sanctify God's name by the way that we behave which is a uniquely Jewish concept, is that the creator and the master of the universe is enhanced somehow by the behavior of people. And even by the small nuances of behavior. The Chazal say that on the Posuk, Ekev Kisishmun, Rashi says... Mitzvahs that people trample on. We don't think it's important. Whether I say thank you to you for doing something or not, it's not important. The courtesy. The Torah doesn't view it that way. The Torah views it that if I'm courteous, then to a certain extent I'm a Kaddishim Shemaim. People say, look, here's a Jew that's courteous. The smallest thing is Kodesh Lashem. Therefore, the Torah tells us how to eat and what to eat. How to behave everywhere. Because we are living a living manifestation of sanctifying God's name. Whatever we do reflects, so to speak, cannot diminish, but it reflects upon our Creator. Now, because of that, the big day kahuna represent values. So the tzitz I just discussed with you. But the main point I want to discuss with you this morning is that of the Choshen and the Ephod. The Ephod was an apron, covered the body of the Kohen Godel, it had a belt, the cheshev ephod, that was made of the same material, was part of the garment. It was uh, multicolored. Tchela Svargomon, 
and it had the golden thread in it. Talashoni, it had red thread in it. Blue, turquoise, was a magnificent garment. And uh, it had these two uh, shoulder straps. Now, on the shoulder strap, the Torah tells us, on each of the shoulder straps, there was a large precious stone of the Shoah. We don't know exactly what kind of precious stone it was. Uh, many, many uh, different uh, uh, opinions as to what it looked like. Most of the opinions are of the the, uh, opinion that was that it was a uh, a translucent or a white stone. So it's not not that it was was not ivory, but it was a, a precious stone. Some say what we would call today diamonds. And it had on it, engraved in it, not painted on it, but engraved in it, uh, the names of the tribes of Israel, all of the tribes, the 12 tribes, and also uh, the names of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And uh, so uh, six of the tribes were on one shoulder strap and six on the other. That was the aphode. The aphode had rings attached to it. The rings held the choshen. The breastplate. The breastplate, so uh, half of the breastplate was uh, tapestry, cloth, like the aphode. And half of it was in a metal case, golden, and it had 12 different Precious stones, each set in its own setting, four rows, three stones in each row, and each of the stones had engraved on it the name of one of the tribes of Israel, Ruven, Shem, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, etc., the uh, cloth part of it folded to the back of the metal and stone part and that formed like a little pocket. And in that pocket was inserted a uh, parchment that had 
the Shem HaMaforosh, God's name, so to speak, written upon it. And that was inserted in the Choshen. And the Choshen was attached to the aphod. There were four rings, two on top and two on the bottom. And then the Torah said that Lo Yizach HaChoshen Me'alo Eifot. There's a lot in the Torah. It's not just a statement, but it's a prohibition. You should see to it that the Choshen is always attached to the Eifot. Why? What is the symbolism of that? So the Mephorshim explain here, and it's a uh, wonderful uh, insight into the job, so to speak, of the Kohen Gadol. When the Kohen Gadol performed, so he had to wear the uniform. If he was Mechusar B'gadim, if he didn't have the correct clothes on, then then what he did was not acceptable. What's the difference? Why can't he do it in a t-shirt and jeans? Why does it have to be only with those garments? So the Mephorshim all explained that the garments were symbolic. They were there to guide the Kohen Godol, to guide the high priest as to what his task was. What is his task? So the Novi said, Kisifse Kohen, Yishmeru Das, the lips of the Kohen should guard knowledge. So one of his tasks is education, to teach the people, to explain the Torah to the people. The Torah Yavakshu Mipiyu. And if he does that, then the people will come and ask him to explain the Torah to them. It's reciprocal. If A wants to give, then B wants to receive. But if A wants to hold the Torah for oneself and not to share it, the Torah belongs to me, but not to thee. So then after a while, nobody will be interested in that person's Torah. He has to be an angel of God. In other words, when you looked at the Kohen Godel, you had to think, oh, this is a human being that the Lord created that justifies the entire universe, all of the creations, all of the creatures, the whole enormous 
panoply of nature that we experience, experience every day. It's all worth it because look at this person. My father of blessed memory always would tell me his uh, Rebbe, he went to, to the yeshiva in Grodna in uh, Polish-Lithuania between the wars. The Rosh Yeshiva was Reb Shimon Shkop. Reb Shimon Shkop was a Kohen. Also at a time when most Jews were, uh, shall, how shall I put it nicely, they were they were not of National Basketball Association size. They were short. When I grew up, uh, my father was 5'10", 5'11", he was considered a giant. Shimon was tall. And he had a magnificent uh, presence. A handsome, beautiful countenance. So my father said that whenever Reb Shimon used to deliver the lecture in the yeshiva, my father always thought, ah, that's what the Kohen Godel must have looked like. Because you have to have a picture of what the Kohen Godel looked like. Because if you have a picture of what the Kohen Godel looked like, then you have a picture of what so to speak, God wants a human being to look like. So the Kohen Gadol wore the Choshen and the Eifot, the breastplate and this apron, and they were attached to each other. Not only attached to each other, it was forbidden to separate them. And the Kohen Gadol had, because of that, on his chest, this Hoshen. And because the parchment was inserted in the pocket, it became the Urim Vitumin. It became the uh, method by which questions could be answered, policies could be examined, programs could be created. If you had, the Jewish people had a question that they had to have answered. So they asked the Kohen Gadol wearing this set of clothing and wearing the Choshen and Aphod and the letters of the tribes lit up. Now, how to read it that the Novi had to do. He had to have Ruach HaKodesh to be able to read the Urim Vitumim because uh, it could be uh, eight letters, but how do, which one is first and which is second? How, how do you put it together? But that was Urim Vitumim. And in the time of the first temple, the Urim Vitumim was present. And uh, we find a number of times in Tanakh 
how it was employed in times of war and in times of peace when basic decisions had to be made. So the Kohen Godel walked around with an eternal miracle on his chest. One of the items that was missing in the second temple was that there no longer the Urim Vitumim was no longer operative. There were five things that were missing in the second temple that existed in the first temple. One of them that was missing was the Urim Vitumim. Uh, the Urim Vitumim is such a gift that it's unimaginable to us. Imagine if we had an Urim, imagine if you could ask, you know, is this a good law or a bad law? Is this what we should do in Corona or not? Which way is Facebook going? So that was a gift. But uh, it was not permanent. So the uh, it's recorded for us that the eightfold had these two large precious stones that had all the names inscribed upon it on the stones, but not as individual stones. So the eightfold, the Mephorshim explained, represent the totality of the Jewish people, the unity of the Jewish people. The society, the, the country, the nationality, whatever word we want to use. The Hoshen, which was 12 separate stones, not only separate stones, but each of the stones was a different mineral than the one, than many of the others. That represented the individual of the Jewish people, the individuality, the the uniqueness of each and every Jew. We all know the famous Medrash uh, that when Yosef HaTzadik was tempted by the wife of Potiphar when he was a slave in Egypt, so there are many midrashim as to uh, how he was able to uh, overcome the situation and not defile himself. And one of midrashim was that he saw the breastplate of the Kohen Godel and he saw that his name would not be on it. It wouldn't, Yosef wouldn't be there. Everybody else would be there. Binyomin, Yisachar, Zvul, and everybody, all the brothers. And Yosef would be, not be on it. And he said to himself, how can that be? And that was enough to uh, create him as Yosef HaTzadik and bring him to greatness. So everybody has a stone. 
everybody has their name engraved on the breast of the Kohen Goro. Now there are many times in life, maybe even most times in life, a majority of times, when the desire or the good of the individual and the desire and the good of the community are not identical. They clash. It's been from time immemorial. We want to be uh, free. We don't want anybody to tell us what to do. Yet we're all sitting here with masks on, except me. My freedom is compromised by the fact that the government, the society, the general good, so to speak, demands a certain mode of behavior or action demands that I uh, give a portion of my money to the government, to the general society. It demands that young people have to go to the army. All sorts of demands are made. So you have a contradiction between the two stones on the shoulder uh, straps of the Kohen Gadol, which represent the society as a whole, the community as a whole, and the Hoshan, the individual stones which he carries on his breast, which represent the individual choices of people. It's 12 tribes, every tribe is different. They're no two the same. One of the uh, basic lessons of Judaism is that the Jewish people are composed of different tribes, different personalities, different outlooks, different requirements, different necessities. It's not one size fits all. And the problem always is when people want to impose the one-size-fits-all on all, then you undoubtedly have resistance. So how do you reconcile the two? How do you reconcile the breastplate of the Kohen Gorel with his shoulder straps? And not only that, the Torah says they both have to be omnipresent. They have to be together. You cannot only consider one element. You have to always consider both elements. So oftentimes it's very hard to be able to do that. How much uh, 
freedom, so to speak, can we allow everybody without it becoming anarchy? On the other hand, how much control can we allow without it becoming totalitarian and dictatorship? So there has to be a balance. So in the time of the Mishkan and the first temple, the balance was found in the Urim Vitumim. The Urim Vitumim told you where the balance was, where the line should be drawn. In the second day, Samigdash, where there was no Urim Vitumim, So the, and the Gemara itself points out that wearing the garments is what made the Kohen. Now it's up to the Kohen to find the balance. The Kohen Godel. So we had great people that were Kohanim Gedolim and we had others that really did not meet the requirements of the job. But at least it was clearly defined what the task was. What is the general good and what is the individual good? What do we do when they clash, when they are not in harmony? So somehow we have to satisfy both. That's the idea, lo yizach ha-choshen can't say, well, we'll take the Choshen away and it'll only be the Aphod, which is the society, the large stones, everybody in the, the world can't do that. But on the other hand, you can't give in either because every individual, whatever every individual wants, you cannot create a society or a people on that basis. So the Kohen Godel had a great task. He was seen as the conciliator of the Jewish people. He held them together. That's why Aaron was so loved. Because Aaron took everything into consideration. When Aaron passed away, the entire congregation of Israel wept and mourned because he was Oev Sholom Rodev Sholom Oev Sabrios Mekorvon Latora that's the Kohen Godel Kohen Godel's task was seen therefore as being the harmonizer the one that made everything work that put it together the task of the king or the government was to lead which oftentimes is fric- uh, brings friction division and that's why Chazal always saw that the Kohen Godel was one job and the Melech was another job, and that it should not be combined within one person. Because 
their tasks are not identical. And sometimes they don't even fit together. It was the problem that the rabbi saw with the Hashmanoim. The Hashmanoim were Kohanim. Shimon Hashmanoim was a Kohen Godel. If he became the king as well, then it's... You got two separate jobs that are sometimes antagonistic one to another. United in one person, that's never going to work. And that's what we had later that uh, Alexander Yanai, they told him, Anach lecha, keser melucha. It's enough that you have, uh, that you're the Kohen Gadol. Don't, don't, don't take for yourself the kingship. The Ramban says that it was one of the reasons why the Hashem failed it. That there are no descendants of the Hashem today amongst the Jewish people. So this idea of the Choshen and the Aphod, of going together, the general good of society and the particular good of a person, that many times cannot go in harmony the task of the Kohen Gadol was somehow to create a harmonious relationship, to go out for the interests of both, to make certain that the Choshen and the Ephod were always bound together, they were not separate. That became the task of the Kuhuna. And therefore that is why the Ovos, in Ovos it says that have a of Shalaron. It is something that all of us should emulate. Something that all of us should try to bring into our lives to harmonize the general good with our personal good, our personal needs, and to create therefore the balance that allows for the Urim Vitumim to function and for our lives to be Kodesh Lashem. Thank you very much. Have a Shabbat Shalom. Kol Tuv Shabbat Shalom. Which way will the stock market go? That's all you do. That's just an answer. <laughs>